Hey, it's Natasha. And Khalil. And we are the co-hosts of Woke and Free. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to our 204th episode of Woke and Free. If you've been tuning in every week for Woke and Free Wednesday, you know that Woke and Free is all about being real and honest with each other and you. We talk about everything and anything important to us, you, the world, and nothing is off the table. This week, we're discussing the power of de-escalation strategies and techniques. But before we dive deep into the subject, a couple of things to go over. Make sure you go to WokenFree.com and download the episode because it's amazing. And you can do that through the Podbean app and you're able to join the conversation by adding comments, but only if you have the app. So make sure you do that. Now, for some reason, if you can't do that, like you just can't get a new app on your phone or whatever device you're listening to podcasts on, a little bit of sadness, but what you can do to make up <laughs> is go to wokenfree.com and go to the listen tab and then pick your, you know, platform of choice that you want to support us on by following and subscribing to the show. So you can do that on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify. Guys, it's a woken free world. So make sure you just do that and, uh, Join the family because we want you here. Now, of course, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the show via email on WokenFree.com and encourage your friends and family to do that because if you are Woken Free, they need to be too as well. And of course, if you want to holler at us on social media, you can always find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Pinterest, LinkedIn at Woken Free. And if you have 90 seconds, which I know you do, COVID or not, you, got, you guys got it. Make sure you go to the listen tab on WokenFree.com. Pick your platform of choice where you want to review the show at. And with that, I'm going to kick it to you, Khalil. Thank you. I'll take it from here. <laughs> Before we start the conversation, we'd like to share a little bit about ourselves. Last time we asked, would you rather make a mean person cry or a sweet person laugh? This week we're asking, would you rather work with dead people in a mortuary? Or work in the busiest ER trauma unit in the world. That's really it's sick scary and weird, and it's not it's, even Halloween. It's yet. freaking I, me I, out. It's freaking out, KJ. I mean, he's fussing okay. and he's really he's getting into this guy. So my answer before he starts to pipe in is going to be, oh, probably the ER trauma unit. Oh wow, really busy dead, one though. Yeah, I know. The, but the dead people situation is. Is just a bit too much to they bear. They think that's too yeah, freaky. Because for me, I watch too many scary movies. So I just, I can't even physically, the smell alone is too much. And then also, like, what if they wake up and they try to eat me like zombies? It's just, it's too much. I can't with the dead. That's yeah. funny because I think you actually have a harder time, though, in that busy ER trauma. I do think Because you can I see would. some bad stuff. I know, right? but the dead You can see some real, alone, like. I can't. Nope. Mm-mm, that's too okay. Many scary that movies. that's just too scary. Remember the scary for you. Yeah, you're too freaked the out. Dead person, she comes back to life and then she like kills the people in the room with her. Like I can't. Okay. It's too much. Mm-mm. Yeah, I mean this one's so easy for me because it mm-hmm. seems like why would I go for this busy mm-hmm. ER trauma thing when I can work with people that aren't bothering me or anything? They're just mm-hmm. sitting down. And I can do my work and take my time with it instead mm-hmm. of. Because what's cool about dead people is they don't pressure you, right? That's they don't true. give you a schedule. They don't say, hey, you have to process me right now. Yeah. And what I like about them, too, is you never have to de-escalate anything with them. They just kind of, they're nice down. Transition. They're down nice. for the count, yep, right? you're funny. <laughs> so that yep. that's one nice thing about having mm-hmm. them. But you don't have to use these techniques with dead people. But mm. why are de-escalation strategies and techniques important? important. 
Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. great to ask. Exactamente. So this is a great question because when we're dealing with people, things get escalated uh, faster than we think it might. And what am I referring to? So when we're dealing with police or when we're having workplace conflicts or when we have abusive partners or just dealing with contentious people like family <laughs> yeah. or not family, just general people who are looking to pipe up and, uh, you know, are trigger happy. Uh, and then also people who trigger you, whether that's family, friends, etc. Things can get escalated. Other with- drivers on the road. Exa- oh, exactly. Yeah. You give people the finger and they re- return a-, a gunshot to you, right? That's yeah. an escalation <laughs> event. Yeah. So things, just dealing with human beings is prompts the need for us to understand and talk about de-escalation strategies and techniques. But how about you? What do you think? I think the techniques are great because things get violent out of hand pretty quickly. Mm. And I think instead of instigating, it's better to put the person, the conflict at ease. Like when you're dealing with law enforcement, I don't understand the people that get so belligerent into them and start calling them names and all this stuff. It's like, all right, if you're treating somebody so badly, why should they treat you any better? Mm. I mean, I know they're not supposed to do that. They're supposed to, oh, go above and beyond. But just imagine if someone is spewing all this nonsense at you and being negative, you're going to feel a certain way too. You're going to be rubbed the wrong way. You're going to be like, well, you know, I could have treated you just like a human, but I'm going to treat you like an animal because you're trying to treat me like a dog. And that, and that's not right. And also you're getting so like flustered up. Are you going to try to harm me now? Like it kind of puts me at like, hey, I got to be careful now because you are getting like, you might get violent. Mm So I got to be prepared to go above and beyond to keep you down and to keep you calm yeah Yeah. you know not have things get really crazy here so even if the person's wrong and there's no sense in making things work by you know spouting off at them Mm. that's not going to help it's going to make it even worse so even if the person is in the wrong you just got to be the bigger person and let it go yeah right you get this that's not easier said than done but it absolutely has to be done so with that i guess what would you say are great examples of de-escalation strategies and techniques to go over I like the five techniques mentioned by the recovering engineer. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the engineer was recovering from, but <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. is the name of this, the website. Yeah. The first one is a good one and it's hard for a lot of people to do. Mm. And that's just listen. Mm. Let's hear out the other person. What's, well, yeah, what's the other, per- what's the other person saying? You know, mm-hmm. what are, what's their conflict? What are they upset about? What mm-hmm. are they asking you? Just listen to them. Don't try to guess what they're trying to say or just. Mm-hmm. Just listen. People need to learn how to actively listen. Mm-hmm. Second thing, acknowledge and accept their emotions and feelings. Mm-hmm. Everybody has emotions. They have feelings. You got to just, you got to admit that they are there and yeah. say that it is valid. It counts that you do care about it. Mm-hmm. What you should try to do, which this is hard, apologize for your contribution to the situation. So Ooh, you admit that you, even if you don't feel you did it, that yeah. you're, you've done something to put this person at in ease. a bad, uh, a bad ease. spot. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. admit that. Yeah. You know, you're wrong or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that. Oftentimes, like customer representatives try to do that on the phone. Yes. They'll, they yeah, do. like they if you get mad, to, yeah. they'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry I did this and all that. But it's really this yeah. them trying to put you at ease. Exactly. Even if they specifically didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. You should also control your tone and body language. I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, don't get belligerent, right? That's mm-hmm. not going to help things out. Yeah. And then focus on the future. What do you want? How do you want this situation to end? Yep. Just look towards how can this be better? You know, what do I, what's the outcome that I'm looking for? Not what am I dealing with right now? Absolutely. So I, I like those strategies. So when it comes to things that I found that I thought were really helpful on the pathway to success.com, there were a couple of like really cool things that I would like to share. So first, at com, even if you're not, 
calmness is something that is (laughs) a good way to de-escalate things because you're purposely trying to not get anyone uh, visibly upset as well as you yourself are trying to keep the situation at ease with whoever you're speaking to. So I thought that was a super helpful point, but there's a lot of different things that are mentioned on the site. So make sure you click on the links that we share in all the episodes, guys, especially this one. Another thing is to show similar to what you said, show that you're listening when you're listening, uh, then people feel heard and they feel seen. And then they're less likely to pop off at you if they feel like what they are saying and, and what they're trying to express is being heard by someone. Uh, and, and so, uh, you know, and also it always reminds me of the sentence that was said in Creed where Rocky says, you know, when you're talking, it means you're not listening. And so, you know, taking the time to like close your mouth, take deep breaths and let the other person speak and let the other person be heard. Another thing is be willing to find a solution. It's really easy to de-escalate things if you are what? If you're not focused on the emotional high of what's going on, but what is the tactical solution that's needed for the situation? Like customer service agents try to do, right? Ma'am, sir, pardon, (laughs) how can we help you, right? What is the actual thing that needs to happen for you to be happy and for us to proceed in the day? As opposed to just screaming and yelling. Don't antagonize the person. Yeah, just having a tantrum, right? We're not children, we're adults. Let's let's act like them. Uh, Avoid overreacting, which is, uh, (laughs) you know, easier said than done, especially if someone pops off at you and or calls you calls you a disrespectful name or something like that. It's really easy to pop off if you're like, what did you say? But is that the best way to de-escalate? No, it's not, right? So that's really going to be critical. Another thing is active listening, which is the uh, the the art of being able to not just listen to what's being said, but listening to what what's being said to you and thinking actively about what you can do to help address the situation. I see your point. Mm-hmm. Another one is apologize for something you did wrong or the way it was taken. You mentioned that as well. Uh, and I Definitely. love this one because I know people in my family say this to me and it really pisses me off, which is don't say calm down. Whenever you tell someone to calm down, it uh, it really hypes them up, right? Because it sounds condescending and patronizing. And it's like, don't tell me what to do, right? Like, so whenever I hear like that, it automatically makes me want to rebel because it's not for you to tell me what to do and what not to but do. But they're trying to parent you. Exactly. And it's not, it's not appropriate, <laughs> right? If you want me to calm down, then maybe you can listen to me. Maybe you can focus on how to solve it, but don't tell me what to do, right? So that that's something to be said. I've also had non-family people tell me that too, and it makes me just cringe. Yikes. Uh, also acknowledge where you agree with the person, right? Because what's that doing? It's helping the person feel heard and be seen in the situation and that they're also you're acknowledging the reasonableness of what's going on next ignore the behavior if it's minor right so like you said be the bigger person right so even if someone is visibly aggravated with you you automatically popping off in a similar way is not going to help the situation let that be and try to move past it next be respectful in your tone that's super important to de-escalate things and then avoid needing to get the last word in which is you know, A, stop being petty, <laughs> right? Like, stop being like, well, you said, oh, can I said, and then you said, and it, right? Yeah, you try to say the last sentence. Just I do that normally it. when you and I fight. <laughs> I, oh, I missed so that one ring not, personally. So that's me choosing not to de-escalate. Uh, and that's <laughs> me popping off. That's <laughs> yeah, crazy. You like to get, that's so funny uh, to get the last yeah, word. Yeah, because I like to and I need it. Because it's, it's like get the last word, but not even have the most appropriate word to say. Because no. I, I, I would just want to have the most appropriate. Kind of like I win because my word made the most sense. I don't need to have the last Stop word. Stop trying to lie for it, folks. No, but I don't have to have the last word. I just want to have like the funniest kind of gotcha. pop off. Mm-hmm. 
that's a, that's about it to me. Gotcha. Okay. But that's good. I mean, I think people need to find common grounds when they're trying to de-escalate. I mm-hmm. think that really helps too. You are now listening to Woken Free. Woken Free. Woken Free. Woken Free. Woken Free. A podcast that gets real and personal. How do you identify when to use the de-escalation strategies and techniques? Yeah, so according to HSI.com, here are some signs of conflict escalation where you now need to de-escalate. So when a person is clenching his or her fists or tightening or untightening their jaw, that's a visible way to show that someone is to see that they're upset. A sudden change in body language or tone used during a conversation. Uh, when a person starts pacing or fidgeting, the change in type of eye contact that you see. The rooster stance, which is someone's chest. Yeah, where their chest is protruding out more and their arms are more away from their arm, the away from their body, which is like when I tease and I say, say it with your chest when people like, oh, I use that chest out. Remember, I use that to get the dog to sit. Exactly. You're not de-escalating. Technically, you're escalating. Oh, really? Wow. (laughs) It seems like it calms them down, though. Okay. And that's that's like KJ said. It works on a dog, at least. (laughs) And, uh, And then also disruptive behaviors such as yelling, bullying, actively defying or refusing to comply with rules. So those are all examples of when people are piping up and they're escalating and when you now need to use de-escalation techniques. All right. Yeah, those are some good ones. Mm -hmm. And then I found three interesting situations that definitely you have to de-escalate in. Mm -hmm. And it was... I found it on this 360 training. Mm -hmm. And the first one is in a bouncer situation. So if you're at a bar Mm -hmm. and you're about to... You broke a bottle and you're going to try to stab somebody with it. Nice. This is a time to the bouncer has to come in and should try to de-escalate and not just make things bad because the bouncer could get stabbed with this glass. So that's definitely a situation where you want to Mm de-escalate. Next thing is a belligerent customer. You don't want to fight with your customer. You want to put them at ease and you want them to be a repeat customer, right? You want to make sure they know that you care about their well-being and that they're going to be taken care of. Mm -hmm. And then another one, you kind of mentioned it earlier, is that when you have a conflict with another em- employee. So mm-hmm. it's like if you were given a deadline and somebody didn't finish their tasks, this is not the time to really argue with them about it because you yeah. still need to get it done, right? So mm-hmm. that's another situation where I think you got to de-escalate so things don't get out of hand, especially when you're on the job. That makes sense. That's not, you don't want to mess with your well-being there. So mm-hmm. definitely need to de-escalate this type of situation. Mm-hmm. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what's 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 the scenario? It's scenario time, guys. Scenario one. Adnan got into a minor fender bender with Sloan. Sloan was furious because she was driving her friend's car to finish a couple of errands. Could this be a time for Adnan to try out some de-escalation techniques? Oh, absolutely. Because you mentioned that Sloan was furious, which in my mind makes me think like they got into the car accident and then Sloan comes out of their car and is possibly cursing, possibly visibly getting kind of aggressive with the person. So this would definitely be the time to be very much actively listening to what Sloan is saying, trying to focus on the solution. How do we get the cars fixed and trying to de-escalate so that people, because yeah, people get into car accidents and sometimes that leads to like a gun shootout, right? Depending upon, you know, if this is Texas or Arizona or something, you don't know where it's happening and what what's going on. So uh, just as KJ is visibly getting upset right now, I would say we need to de-escalate. Yes. And just remember the one thing that happens too is some people keep bats in their trunk so if they go if the person's going to their trunk then this might be a time to try to de-escalate them before they get to that trunk and reach that bat Mm -hmm. because if they get the bat i don't know how you're gonna i mean you still can try the techniques and hope they don't hit you but 
this is definitely a time because violence can occur because people definitely escalate things for no reason. Mm-hmm. That's something to keep in mind. You try out the technique so you don't get hurt. Yep. You don't know what Sloan's going to do. Yep. Scenario two. Yvonne was driving the speed limit and her car is in the best condition of any car on the road. She got pulled over for a broken taillight, which she knew was false. The officer approached her and was wildly disrespectful. Should she respond in kind or try to de-escalate the situation? So great scenario because this is an opportunity, whether you're a person of color or not, but especially when you're a person of color, when we interact with law enforcement, it's really important that we think about the consequence of not de-escalating and saying, hey, other people die for very little, <laughs> especially when you're a black person. Yeah. You die very little uh, when and, and we could never be at fault and we are still finding situations where we're being killed. So more now than ever, especially if there is a, you know, a situation where an officer uh, is trying to pipe up with us, you know, this is the opportunity for us to be the bigger person, just respond to the officer's questions or statements, right, KJ? And really making sure that we don't respond in kind because it's, it could lead to the death of that, of us in that situation. In this situation... It's definitely best to de-escalate. You don't know where it's going to go. You're dealing with law enforcement. Like you said, people get in trouble with officers. Things get escalated really quickly, and you could go to jail or even lose your life. It's mm-hmm. not worth it. Just be nice. You'll deal with the ticket in court. Maybe it'll just be thrown out. You don't mm-hmm. know. So don't don't make this a big deal. Try to use some of those tactics that we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to go. Absolutely. Scenario three. Peyton was arguing with her sister over who gets the last slice of peach cobbler because every year her sister takes the last slice. Should Peyton just give in or try to control the situation in hope of getting the last piece of pie? So again, food could be a trigger for people. And for all you know, uh, you might end up with a fork or knife in your hand. In your hand? Yeah. That seems like from a movie or something. A hundred percent. That, you know, my my frame of reference is always media. Wow. So I recommend that Peyton invests in getting, uh, buying her own peach cobbler and (laughs) not necessarily looking to the only one at the dinner table as the only option for her, but just getting a second one and calling it. Uh, an opportunity to just, you know, not qu- uh, quarrel with family over food. I think that's... Even if her mother made the cobbler. She's oh, going to buy well. a store-bought one. Or ask her mom to make two and call it a day and move on. Like, what the mom says, I can only make one, I'm tired. Well, then make none or make two. One of the two. Oh, wow. So you would force the mom yep. to make zero or two. Yeah, because the one is obviously not cutting it here. So let's just do two. Okay. Because obviously people have portion control issues. And uh, <laughs> and move on. Because again... Fighting with family over food is ridiculous. You know, I just, it doesn't make sense. And it could, so, well, it could turn violent. So she couldn't just give in and just let her sister always get the last slice? And always feel like she's, you know, comes last in life? No. No, I but mean, she can eat bubble gum or something. Oh, that's just as delectable. <laughs> yeah, it's an option. I'm just saying an option. I'm it not is saying an she should it's do that. It's also an option to get stabbed in the hand. No, but I mean, you're saying she's got to make two pies and yes. all this stuff or two zero. Two pies or zero. I would, I mean,. That just seems. I'm just saying, if you want to, if you want to avoid the family conflict, then yeah. Really, I mean, I think in this case, to me, I don't even know if you need to de-escalate. I just think you need to just give it up. Just let the last slice go. The peach cobbler can't be that good. It might actually be. 
I don't know. I don't believe it. You know, I I, I don't believe the hype. If it, if if you said it was something like some apple pie, then I'd be like, yeah, you better make ten of those. You know, then we'll okay. talk. But in this peach cobbler situation, I just think you should just give in and just give it up. It's it's not that serious. You had, I, remember, she had a slice. She just doesn't get the last slice. Absolutely, absolutely. I hear that. But with that, it looks like KJ says we are at that time again. It is the coming to the end of our two hundred and fourth episode of Woke and Free. Quite the episode discussing the power of de-escalation strategies and techniques. And with that, Khalil. Come back next week for the new episode of Woken Free on Wednesday. Make sure you follow us on social media to follow along in the conversation. And make sure you tune in next week for Woken Free Wednesday to join the conversation at WokenFree.com. Absolutely. And for all guests who are interested in coming on the show, submit a topic on our contact us page at WokenFree.com. W-O-K-E-N-F-R-E-E.com. That's where you'll find us. Hit us up also on social media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Pinterest, LinkedIn at Woken Free. And then all collaborations, sponsorships, all that good stuff. I'll say it again. Our contact us page at WokenFree.com. If you didn't already subscribe, please do share the episode and make sure you come back to join the conversation every Wednesday for Woke and Free Wednesdays. Remember, Woke and Free (laughs) is more than a podcast. It is a way of life. Till next time. And it's better than Peach Gobbler. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that is right. (laughs)